Hey everyone, it's Carmita, and welcome to Missing in the PNW. Hey guys, it's almost mid-July, which is crazy to think about. Um, and the last, oh god, I want to say like three weeks have been really crazy, um, up and down for me, emotional, um, sad, happy, fun, exciting, um, a lot. Um, on uh, July 11th, um, depending on when you're listening to this, on July 11th, I actually kind of went MIA with my girls for the day because it was my first husband. It was the four-year anniversary of his death. Um, so just kind of fell off so my girls can you know, have a day to grieve in peace and do what they needed to do. Um, Fourth of July passed, which if you guys know me, uh, you know, Fourth of July, honestly, to me is blow shit up day. I believe that Fourth of July is another bullshit holiday, just like Columbus Day, um, because literally... Native Americans lost everything so that white people could be free. That's pretty much what Independence Day is. Um, God, what else happened? I went to the Jazz Festival, 4th of July weekend with my mom. I got to hang out with my mom and my aunt and uncle, which was really nice. Um, God, my aunt and uncle, I look up to them so much. They've been married for literally almost as long as I've been alive. So it's been a long time. Um, shout out to my Theo. She's listening to this. Oh, God, what else happened? Um, my other podcast, the SN Northwest is, um, it's still, it's still getting out there. Um, of course it's not as popular, but, if you guys want to hear a little lighthearted side of me, um, laughing, drama, everything, go check out that BS in the Northwest. Um, if I have any gamers that listen, um, we also do via Northwest and gaming. Um, so I have a Twitch. It's uh, Hita, H-I-T-A, 92188. Um, I stream on there. Sometimes I stream with the co-host of... Um, my other podcast, uh, Big Easy, I stream with him. So, you know, I'm still just trying to get this this podcast network going. Um, if you guys could just spread the word for me, you guys do that so much. So thankful for everything else you guys do. Um, what else is going on? Gosh, I feel like there's so much. And then there's just like, it's all crazy because it's summer and you know, I don't have as hard classes this summer, so I'm kind of able to do more things and, but it's, it's a lot. So, um, I think the last thing I know I said a couple announcements, honestly, I don't even remember what the first one was, but the second one was I am finally going to go ahead and make the Patreon. Um, I know I've been talking about this forever, I'm trying to get a couple of episodes uh, finished and recorded. I'm hoping to get these out started in September. Um, so it's going to be $5 a month. Um, when you subscribe, um, if you leave like your address or whatever, um, I'll write you a handwritten note. I'll send you some stickers. Um, I will... Actually, what it is, is I'm going to give you guys an episode every month. 
Um, and it's going to be on some of the most notorious sil- serial killers and, you know, murders that happen here in the Pacific Northwest. A lot of people don't know that there are some high profile murders that happened here and some very bad serial killers. So we're going to dig into that more. Um, I'm thinking it's just going to be called Murder in the PNW. Like that's kind of, you know, the spinoff to Missing in the PNW. So um, I'll give you guys more info on that when that releases. Um, Jeez, what else? I don't know, guys. If you have any questions, you guys know I love talking to you either on uh, Facebook Messenger or even, you know, you guys can post or ask questions on the Facebook page. Um, you guys can email missing in the PNW at gmail.com, whatever you guys want to do. Um, if you have suggestions, uh, cases, anything, you guys hit me up. You know, I like talking to you. Um, and today, oh man. So this episode actually today, I've been working on for a couple of months now. Um, been trying to rack my brain. Um, I'm not going to lie, which this has happened before and I didn't really take too much of it. I mean, I don't think, you know, doing something like this, you're going to probably piss people off. You're going to say something wrong or you're going to say something that somebody doesn't like. Um, and I have gotten some hate on some of the cases I've covered. Um, I've had people get angry because I didn't reach out to them or, um, there was like something that I got wrong or I didn't say a name correctly. I mean, with that, nobody's perfect, no matter how much, you know, how much research I do, how much I love this podcast, how much ever I put into it. I'm not perfect. I'll be the first one to tell you I am far from perfect. And sometimes there's a lot of information. Sometimes there's no information. Sometimes information's muddled. Also, I do this because I'm passionate about this. I do this because I want to get these names and these faces and these cases out there. I don't do this for money. I don't do this, you know, for a paycheck. If you've ever heard an ad in one of my episodes, I literally get paid like two cents for those ads. It's, I think the most I've gotten paid was like 12 cents. Like it's nothing. But that's not why I do it. And you guys know this. Anyone who's been with me since the beginning, you guys know that's not why I do this. So, you know, I try to reach out to family members. It's hard to just message someone and be like, hey, I'm sorry, your kid's missing, but can I talk to you? I mean, I don't know as a mother how I would feel. So I do try to reach out to people. Sometimes I hear back. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes it's been months. Sometimes it's right away. Um, it's also hard, you know, with my crazy busy schedule and I understand other people have a life and they have schedules. And so sometimes it's hard to do an interview. I know a couple episodes I told you I was going to talk to one of Vincent's friends. Um, we had a date set and, uh, if you haven't, by the way, if you haven't listened to Vincent's episode, it's like two or three episodes back, go listen to that. Um, But me and his friend, we had a date set and a time and it didn't pan out. I tried to do it for the next day. That didn't work. Um, So now it's kind of just been back and forth. Um, I'm still trying to get that set up. Um, There's a couple of other ones that, I mean, I've asked if they wanted to do interviews. One kind of totally shut me down just because I didn't say her name right. And because I don't know, I got... I don't know. I guess they felt disrespected that I was 
talking about her case. I don't really know. Um, and then the other one, uh, I did an episode on him and his family. They wanted to sit down. I just haven't heard back from them. Um, I was going to message them. I'm still working on collabs with other podcasts. It's a lot, guys. <laughs> you know, the podcast, working, school, the kids, everything is a lot. And I'm doing the best that I can. And that's why I appreciate you guys so much for hanging in there with me, encouraging me, um, you know, just helping me spread the word. Like you guys have no idea how much I love and appreciate you guys. And again, today's case is a couple of months in working and I'm still totally baffled by it. So Let's just jump into that because y'all know I like to talk and I'm going to go on forever if I don't stop now. So, Okay, so today we are going to discuss the case of Lenoria Jones, a.k.a. Noria. Now, Lenoria was a beautiful little toddler. She was only three years old at the time of her disappearance. She went missing on July 20th, 1995 from Tacoma, Washington. And let's not even get into Tacoma right now, guys, because I've talked about it enough. You know, it's two and a half hours north of Portland, but also last episode, Tika, we know Tacoma police dropped the ball on her case. This case, I don't think they did any better. I mean, they pushed a little more, I feel like, but... It's, I don't know what the hell's going on, what's going on up in Tacoma in the 90s. I, I don't know. Tacoma do better. Just like Tika's mom said, do better. Anyways, so Lenoria's mom actually was never with her. Um, because when she was born, she was given by her mom to some relatives. And she, I mean, she pretty much lost all legal rights the year that she was born um it you know it's one of those situations where i know i read stuff that her mom unfortunately had some problems um you know she had an addiction she was incarcerated i don't think that she honestly as a mother i don't think that she didn't love lenoria i think that those you know demons sometimes um, I've dealt with people with drug abuse and alcohol and everything. And sometimes those demons, they they get you. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, because of that, um, she lost custody. And Lenoria was actually born with cocaine in her system. Um, it's sad, but it, it happens. And... Um, yeah, Lenoria was given to her great aunt Berlene Williams. Um, when she went missing, so when she went missing in 1995, she actually that's when her that's when her birth mom lost all the rights. Um, and Berlene was in the process of adopting her. She already had legal custody of her. Um, also Lenoria's mom have lived in Arkansas when she went missing. So she wasn't even anywhere close to her. Um, and this is where it just kind of gets worse and worse and worse because 
On the day that Lenoria went missing, she was reportedly with her great aunt, Berlene, shopping at a Target. At least that's what her aunt said. And of course the cops believed her because why? They had no reason not to at the time. Now, Ms. Berlene reported Lenoria's disappearance at 9.42 a.m. that day. However, she called Lenoria's mom at 8.47 a.m. and told her she didn't know where Lenoria was. When police later discovered this, she could not tell them why she waited almost an hour to report Lenoria missing. So this all kind of started when management at Target actually handed over the surveillance video from their security cameras. And it showed Berlin walking into Target, but Lenoria was never seen entering the store with her aunt. A witness did later say that she saw Berlin in the Target parking lot and Lenoria was not with her at all. So she later recanted that statement. And in the following weeks, she pretty much gave three, four other different statements. Um, they questioned her numerous times, and each time she had different stories. One time, you know, she said that she had made several stops that day before going to Target. Um, she was at a car wash, a 7-Eleven, a top food supermarket. You know, maybe Lenoria was in one of those places, but no, nope. they checked and she was not there. Um, she was supposed to take a polygraph test, which you guys know how I feel about polygraph tests. They're more of like, I mean, yeah, they can be conclusive, non-conclusive, inconclusive. They're more of kind of giving investigators a step to kind of go forward to look at because polygraph tests, you guys know, are not admissible in court. However, she didn't even want to take the polygraph test. She then gave police other accounts of what happened. One time she said that Lenoria just wandered from her home. Another time she said that Lenoria was kidnapped from the tar Target parking lot. And then she said that two black men kidnapped Lenoria close to where they lived. Now, this last one, I don't know how to feel because Lenoria was black. Her aunt was black. For me, if you go back in history, black men have been given such a bad rap. Black men have been accused of so many things that they never did. Um, if you go back to what, even that earlier in the 90s, um, there was that one lady that drowned her two kids in the bathtub and she said that black men, you know, kidnapped her kids. There was um, Casey Anthony, who at one point, I believe, said a black man kidnapped her kids. There's a lot of people that for some reason, that's the narrative they want to spin. Black men kidnapped kids. And I don't understand why, but I think... Personally, for me, it's even worse because Lenoria was black and it's, I don't know why she said that. I don't know why she changed her statement multiple times. It's just really disheartening that there's still that narrative out there. 
Um, and then of course, last statement, guys, I, when I read this, I really just couldn't believe this because after all of that, Lenora's aunt said that, no, it's okay, guys. Everything's a misunderstanding and Lenora is actually safe and she's living in an undisclosed location. Excuse me, what? Have you ever wondered what's at the root of homelessness? I used to try to describe it to my husband that um, I said, I feel like I'm in this big spider web and I'm stuck in there. And how wraparound approaches at missions aim to make a difference? It's the things like that. The people who communicated that in spite of my rough edges, that they authentically cared about me. On the Restorers podcast, we'll talk to experts, investigate current issues, share stories, and give you an inside look at how we at Water Street Mission tackle issues related to homelessness and poverty every single day. Join us by searching Restorers wherever you find your podcasts. Huh? Like, you went out of your way to make up so many different stories, but now she's cool? Uh, Yeah, I don't know, but I call BS on that. So the cops got a hold of Lenora's mom, of course. Um, And what's interesting is she actually told them that she talked to Berlin two days before Lenoria went missing. And she asked to talk to Lenoria. However, she wouldn't let her. Berlin was then placed under house arrest for four months for failure to provide case information. Her daycare was shut down by the state. However, she has never been charged in connection to Lenoria's disappearance. Of course, her lawyer maintains that she had nothing to do with Lenoria's disappearance. And he claimed that her changing her statement numerous times was because the police coerced and badgered her. Yeah. So. Several other members of Lenoria's family, most of them in Arkansas, where her mom lived, have been ruled out as suspects in her disappearance. Some police officials believe foul play had to be involved, while others believe she is still alive and well somewhere out there. And there, of course, are other theories about what happened to Lenoria and You guys know I don't like to speculate, but the biggest one was that she overdosed on medication. So, like I had said, when Lenoria was born, she had cocaine in her system. She got diagnosed at an early age with ADHD, and she was put on medication. However. Those meds were only started just days prior to her disappearance. Now, I mean, I guess if you're in the healthcare field like me or if you think, you know, practical about this, it could be a possibility. It's highly unlikely, but it could be a possibility because just like any other medication, you know, that's supposed to help one thing, you can get five different side effects from it. And the ADHD meds, um, they're actually 
in uh, anti-tricyclic medication. Um, and, you know, usually people are fine, but the most severe side effect that you can have includes possible seizures and even death. So, I mean, technically, if you want to look at it from a medical standpoint, that could be possible. Is it likely? I think no. But that's just me. It's also important to note that Berlin actually had several other people living with her and Lenoria, including a 20-year-old, an 18-year-old, a 16-year-old, a 9-year-old, and a 13-month-old. And... The adults that were in the house also refused to take polygraph tests. Why? I have no idea. And that to me makes no sense. But again, polygraph tests aren't admissible in court, so I don't know. Now, it's... July 12th when this episode's coming out. We're coming up on 28 years. On July 20th. It will be 28 years since Lenoria went missing. And investigators still say that her case is open and active. Now, again, say it with me, guys. Nobody goes missing off the face of the earth by themselves. I don't care what anybody says. You do not just vanish. Okay? She was a three-year-old little girl who had medical issues. Three years old. She didn't plan to vanish. She didn't plan to run away. She was three. So I wholeheartedly believe whether it was her aunt, a family member, or someone else, somebody knows what happened to this little girl. Somebody saw something. Somebody heard something. Somebody knows something. And it's almost been 28 years, guys. Someone needs to come forward and say something. Even though... She did not live with her mother. I know her mother loved her. And her mother is still searching for her. And her mother will not give up on her. Lenoria is described as a black girl who at the time of her disappearance was three feet tall and 40 pounds with black hair and brown eyes. And you guys will see in the picture that I post, but she was so cute and her hair was braided at the time that she went missing. And she had these cute little yellow barrettes in them. It's just adorable. If you grew up in the 90s like I did, you'll know what barrettes I'm talking about. She had on a either blue or turquoise pants um, and a black shirt with Barney on it, which not gonna lie, guys, in the early 90s when I was a little one, you know, I like Barney too. And my little sister did. Shout out to my little sister, Julia, because she'll never admit it, but she did. And um, yeah, I mean, that, it could have been one of my kids. Lenoria was just a toddler 
You know, she liked Barney. She had the biggest smile. It it could have been anyone. And unfortunately, we may never know what happened to her. So if you have any information on the disappearance of Lenoria, please, again, for the umpteenth time, you can remain anonymous. Please call the Tacoma Police Department at 253-798-4721. And that's all I have for you guys today. I wish there was more. I mean, I feel like that was a lot compared to some people, but 28 years, guys, it's been too long. And her family deserves justice. Her mom deserves answers. We just want to know what happened. So please remain anonymous. If you're listening to this, come forward. That's that's all they ask. Okay, well, at the time of this episode coming out, um, my other episode for BS in the Northwest usually comes out Monday night. That's out. Um, you guys go check that out if you want. Um, other than that, I mean... Happy summer for those of you that do celebrate 4th of July or blow shit up day. I hope you had a good one. Um, I hope you're staying safe, cool, hydrated this summer. God, it's halfway through July, guys. We're more than halfway through this year already. It's crazy. Um, But yeah, you guys know the drill. You know, this summer, everyone have fun, but be safe. <music>